Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And I've got a lot of accounting questions today. <laughs> I thought they weren't accounting questions. <laughs> well, we're talking about what it takes to build a tax return, yeah. right? So it's the end of the year. No one's thinking about Christmas yet. They can only, they're only thinking about one thing, and, and that's <laughs> right. tax prep, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, tis the season. Right. Um, For getting your documents together. Exactly. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. So that's what this, uh, this episode's about. What kind of tax prep do you need to be doing? We're going to assume all of your general accounting is up to date and zero. You've been a good little boy this year. <laughs> And you're on our girl. Yeah, our girl. And you're on the uh, you're on the nice list. And um, so that is that assumption. Yeah. Like what else? We're talking about the other things that you might need to give to your CPA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we're, we're probably a little bit ahead of the game because a lot of the stuff we tell people to do kind of preemptively is the accounting piece. Right. And so. If the presupposition is that you're, you know, you've been you've been handling that, you're efficient in zero, you're working throughout the year, so that that kind of pieces out the window. What I would say is, you're starting to at least be thinking about the documents you're going to need that you won't receive until January. So I would just I would start with what documents did you give your CPA last year? What did you gather to give to, to him or her to do your tax returns? Mm-hmm. And just start kind of thinking like maybe even a quick list. I will say kind of a quick aside. We When we start the tax return process here at Mirror Group, one of the things you get is a checklist of the documents you gave us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't hurt to kind of on your own be thinking like, okay, these are the things I'm, I know I'm going to need. Um, like a lot of times people get charitable, like give charitably. And, and for some reason, those charities don't send out receipts. Um, it's a big thing. So just to be kind of starting to think through what are the documents I'm going to need. And generally what you provided last year is, you know, 90% of the, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Can you speak to just, and we don't want to spend too much time on here, but like you have to, it seems like, and you can correct me, like you don't just take people's word for (laughs) like what they say about like, okay, Hey, I spent this much or that much. Like there's documents, like I think a charity, like, you need some, like you need some proof of that, or like even yeah. if I say like, hey, we paid this much in, in interest this yeah. year on a on a loan, you're like, I need to see the bank document. Well, and I don't feel like you're interrogating me, but I'm I'm guessing like yeah. as a CPA, do you have to have like certain records? Or what is the deal? Yeah. With yeah that? So wait, wait, I'm I'm laughing. I'm looking at you thinking because it's like it's nuanced. So I don't need any of your documents. Oh well. Okay. But save, save an email. So like for, for you, like for you guys, you know, particularly, I don't think you'd mind me saying this. You guys are very charitable. And the one time I, I said to you, I said, hey, it's probably good practice for all of us. Because I don't think at this point, in time, maybe you guys had it or maybe you didn't to get charitable receipts for some of these big donations you're making. And so for me, it's a materiality thing with my clients. Like you could tell me and you did this this year. You said, hey, this is, this is what I paid in mortgage interest. Two things cross my mind when you say that. One is, do I trust the source who's telling me this to know where to get it, know how to get it, know that it's not principal and interest? Because again, the form is dummy proof. If you sent me in that example, the 1098, which is what I requested, then <laughs> then I would know there's no ambiguity. I know I have the right number. So banks know that. 
Yeah. So yeah. So if I get the form, I know. I know yeah. I have the right number. So it's nuanced because I'm relying on you. Now I'm thinking: Is the person sending me the data capable of getting me the right data? Yeah. In this case, you <laughs> messed the mark. You messed the test. <laughs> so I said, "Look, he's he's looking." I told him what to get. At this point, I don't want to do the CYA thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like, "Well, Tyler, I'm going to need you to provide that document." Yeah, yeah. Now, certain things in the tax world. We are not auditors. I think you just got to remember that. Like, I'm not auditing you. But if something looks fishy, out of whack, my ethics, professional ethics, say I need to corroborate that. But generally speaking, my clients, we only ask for the documents because they dummy-proof things. You couldn't accidentally tell me I paid $10,000 of interest when you paid $1,000. I mean, you could. You could say I paid $10,000 instead of $1,000, whereas the form takes all the guesswork out of it. So a lot of times if you're getting those questions – that may seem like intrusive or like, why are they asking for this? It's generally not to piss you off, quite honestly. It's to well, save obviously. or that, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's it's quite honestly to save you from yourself. Yeah, it's okay. to save you from the inevitable. Hey, I, why did you report that interest on my tax return? It was wrong. Well, well, that's what you told me in a text. Right. That's what it's. But at the same time, you're also going through the relationship part of your client. Going, I know this client's savvy. We've done this twenty years. Gotcha. They know them. They know the mortgage interest to get. And in fact, when you sent me yours, I looked at it and it was more than a year before. So that made me always mortgage interest generally is going down. Mm-hmm. But so that made me kind of pause for a second. But it wasn't much. It wasn't enough to worry yeah. about. So I just went with it. Yeah, and we so, refied. So yeah. So I knew there was some probably some other factors, but you get what I'm saying in the sense that we're at least doing some critical thinking. We're not just, you know, peppering you with questions to make the process miserable. Cause I I guarantee you, I don't want to have to send these messages out. No, that's different. My, my guess was like to, as part of your accreditation or whatever, (laughs) like being a, you know, being an actually a CPA, like it was part of your, you had to have them on file or something. I just ethically, Professional ethics say, use your judgment. If yeah. something looks off, yeah, you need dealing, to ask. If you're dealing with a wild card, yeah. just get the the right information. Correct. And maybe you shouldn't have them as a client anyway. Yeah, but the yeah. first step would be is start to try to see if you can kind of make heads or tails of it. Because you also don't want to be adversarial with your clients. Mm-hmm. You want to and, – and, and, and the backdrop to all these questions I'm asking you is you know I'm trying to help you take advantage of everything you can. Yeah, exactly. Like the reason I asked you – it's almost coming to a case study in your tax return. But, yeah, here we go. But the reason I'm asking you like, hey, what would you pay in your kid's tuition? I know you have mm-hmm. a daughter in pre-K, which counts yeah. as a – which you get a credit for. Mm-hmm. So like perfect example, your, your, your CPA might go, well, because the, ta- because the tax year is a calendar year and the school year is not. Mm-hmm. So they might say, hey, I need you to tell me what was the fir- the portion you paid in the spring, which was your daughter's pre-K, versus the kindergarten portion, which the pre-K counts for the dependent care credit. Mm-hmm. The kindergarten doesn't. Yeah. So I think if anybody would leave with this is if you've hired a CPA and you trust them, trust that they're asking these questions to do a good job for you. Yeah. The reason I'm asking you the question of, hey, you told me this blanket amount, but I need to know what was the spring and what was the mm-hmm. fall is because the spring helps you. The fall doesn't. Yeah. So good accounting, I mean, gets you what? 99% there Yeah, on the business side. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then personally, if you went to like your personal accounting would be such that you're, you, you keep records of things, you get your documents in order. Yeah. You, you, you know, again, kind of back to my original point, you know, last year I asked you, what did you pay in pre-K tuition? Yeah. You have that teed up. Yeah. So do you like, cause we keep our, like we are, our businesses, we use software, yeah. but like our personal, we just basically, it's like, 
categorizing on a spreadsheet, right? You know, yeah. Uh, no, that's not true. We use uh, we use a different software, but yeah. it's not always up to date. And right anyway. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, do you recommend like? What I'm asking is, do you recommend using some sort of software and like kind of creating categories, like a certain set of categories that are generally like tax related, tax related? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't thought about that, but that's probably a good idea. Like if you were using any, any type of personal finance software, you can, I would think it's customizable. I know we've talked about using zero yeah. for your personal budget. You could have an expense account called kids tuition or something like that. Right. And then you would know with that question, okay, just dive in there. There yeah. are some times where the documents from who, the, the school in this example would be better. Um, but I'm, I, I really do think, and I, and this is one reason why I want to move our firm more to this. You and I were talking before the show about how, what is it, what's like a good experience. And one of the things I think is a really good experience is if you have access at all times to the, at all time to the documents you provided to me. And so I would say for us, we want to move to a system where I just point you to those and say, hey, this is really a good start. There's a checklist. Mm -hmm. But if you want to see the physical documents like that your mortgage interest with, you know, you you might have a bank account with Chase that you forget about. Oh, Mm -hmm. shoot, I got it because it pays $20 of interest. Yeah. Oh, I got to go get that Chase interest statement. Like, I think that's a really good. And you tell me, is it on the on the client facing side of that? If you were reminded maybe of a link where I could just show you, hey Tyler, just click here. It showed you what you provided last year. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, you want to make that. So here's the difference, right? Is that like generally accounting for the CPA and for the business owner, or mostly both parties need that information, right? Yep. You sort of deviate from that idea on the personal side, where like you yes. need it, but I don't. Yeah. Meaning like. I pay my mortgage every month. Right. I'm not, you know, I don't need the 1085, whatever. 1098. 1098. (laughs) I have, you know, if they shredded it every month, I could care less. Right. Like, right. So that's the disconnect. So then, yeah, you obviously have to make that one. You have, you don't know what you don't know. Correct. So that's the first thing you got to just make sure they know. Yeah. This is what you need. And then, yeah, if you can make that easy to provide, all the better. I do think, and this is almost going to become like a Q&A session where I'm asking you on the other side of the, of the you know, being the client. We, we sent, like, you know, when we send out our, you, we send out our tax season proposals, they kind of, we send out, there's a video overview. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me wonder if on that video overview, we should go over some of the common forms and why we ask for them. Now, admittedly, we try to make that video not 30 minutes long. So people actually watch it because it goes through our process, tells you what software we're using, tells you how to work with this. But I'm always just thinking of ways to make tax better because it really is like this kind of anomaly, like accounting has a balance sheet and an income statement and things have to add up. Personal accounting to your point is, oh, wait. I needed to give them that document. I didn't understand that. I, I, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I almost think there's some, there's some education we could probably do. And I think we do a good job of it all while straddling the line of people just say, just do my taxes. Like, right, right. you know, so, you know, you're, you're kind of getting into that point of some people say, I don't care. I trust you. And some people say, why are you asking for this? Yeah. I, I think there's probably somewhere in between this happy medium of good service right. without overkill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what are some of the things just so we can get into like kind of just maybe a list of right. generally and maybe 
start with business and then move into personal? Let's just do personal. Okay. Let's do personal because I think right. business would be is so much so different and is heavily driven by the accounting. Okay. So let's do personal taxes because the you know you don't normally have a set of books personally. Right. Okay. So personal taxes. Just I would say this. I would say this is the the best thing you should do. The more information you provide, the better. I know a lot of other CPAs would say, well, I don't want you to give me documents I don't need. I tend to go the other way. I'd rather a client not worry, not go, should I give them this or not? Because I don't want them in the decision process of that. If it has a tax, if it, you know, this, like when you get your W-2 in the mail and the envelope says tax information, sensitive or important, if you get something like that, set it aside. Don't try to make the decision of if we need that or not. Just set it aside, scan mm-hmm. it, upload it to us later. But I would also say things that you're not sure about, your, your year-end 401k statement, your year-end IRA statement, send them. The reason is we are trying to do more holistic things with our tax clients. And, I'll, and I'll back, a backdrop of that is we're already not working with that many people as one-offs just to do a tax return. So we all, so if that's our posture is that we want to help you and be holistic. If I know what your 401k balance is, I can also then recommend other things to you. Like, Hey, if you, or if you have a traditional IRA, good example, if you send me a traditional IRA statement, which I really don't need, if you haven't taken a distribution from your IRA, I don't need it. But if you send it to me and I notice that I have $40,000 in there, and then I also know, working with you closely, that your business is in a little bit of a downturn. Maybe we're in the middle of a pandemic like we were a year ago. Mm-hmm. I might say, Tyler, you know, you sent me that IRA statement. You ever thought about converting that to a Roth? When you convert, it's a taxable event, but your income's down, so the tax isn't that big of a burden. And you get to put the money in a Roth, and it saves you later. I won't gotcha. get into all that. Yeah, but my yeah. point is, that all came from you sending me an IRA statement that somebody else would say, I don't need that to do your tax return. Right. So let us vet that out on the side. Our fees are fixed. I'm not charging you anymore to look through the documents. The price is what I said it, what you and I agreed on when you accepted your proposal. So send me things that you might not otherwise think. I mean, don't send us, you know, 30 page insurance contract. I mean, I think that kind of, you kind of get that, but two and three page documents or your, or your complete brokerage statements, send them and let us sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you kind of just mentioned a few things, right? I mean, tax, I mean, retirement mm-hmm. information. Yeah, anything. So, W-2s, let's go through them. W-2s, obviously. 1099s from interest on bank accounts or dividends. Your brokerage 1099. You know, everybody's seen those, what they call like a consolidated 1099, which would be something from a taxable account, mm-hmm. not from your retirement. Because, again, most people, you don't pay tax on your retirement until you pull the money out. So the only thing coming from a retirement plan would be a 1099R. It's a distribution form. Okay. But like your TD Ameritrade is a good example. Like you go and you put 20 grand in a, you know, I'm going to, you know, you've heard people say, I'm going to play the stock market. I'm going to go trade some stocks. Well, obviously we need that consolidated 1099, which shows, (coughs) excuse me, what you sold things for. If you had capital gains, if you got dividends, don't be one of these people who sends a 10 page document and we can see the bottom the bottom right corner says one of 10, two of 10, and you send us seven of the pages, you will get an email saying, hey, can you send us pages six, nine, and 10? <laughs> because again, sometimes clients take things out that they deem not important and they're not, they don't know. Just yeah. send us all 10 pages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But 1099s, um, obviously those are, ta- people are familiar with that. Your property taxes you pay on your personal residence, normally that's included on your mortgage interest form, which is a 1098. Your charitable donations, big one. All the receipts you can get from your charitable organizations, 
quick aside on that, make sure make sure that those receipts say that you got nothing in exchange. You know, a charitable donation is only good. It's only in excess of what you, it's deductible to the extent you didn't get anything in exchange. Meaning, if you go to an auction, like a or like a plate lunch or plate. God, no. <laughs> listen, just a whole. <laughs> even know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, like when you buy a $5 plate lunch yes. as a fundraiser. Yeah, it's not a fundraiser. Yeah. You got a plate lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're exactly... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm, that's, I'm, excuse, I'm, I'm what, Marcus? Oh, sorry, exactly sorry. right? Please, can we edit that? <laughs> can we edit uh, that capability? Yeah. No, no, that's a great example. I didn't follow you. You're exactly right. Like if you get... Yeah, if you... It's called the quid pro quo. Basically, if I give you 10... If I buy a piece of art that's worth $1,000, but I pay 2500 to support the charity, only the $1,500 excess is charitable. Gotcha. whole point is, I'm not trying to get in charitable donations, is you should have receipts basically attesting to that. Normally, your church tithe says that, or your receipt says you got nothing but intangible religious benefits. Yeah, like, yeah. Just be looking for that language. Um, your K-1s, so if you're a partner in an S-corporation or a partnership, like mm-hmm. we talked about, which is a flow-through entity... Those entities don't pay the tax. They pass on the income to their underlying partners and shareholders. Mm-hmm. You need to be, if you've gotten a deal this year, this is a good thing to think about. You may not be able to file your tax return. You don't have your K-1 yet. You're at the mercy of that entity filing its tax return. Right. You know this very well. Yeah. Again, um, again with the case study. Yeah. Right, right, right. Again. <laughs> I feel like we need to change We need to change yeah. the name of this episode. Yeah, to how Tyler gets his taxes done right. every year. Uh, in December. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, let's so if you're in a, if you got in a deal, formed a company with people or you invested, you need to wait on that K one, you can't file. So that could be new for certain people. Yeah. Those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So what are some other things that are, that are new this year? Yeah. The big thing is, and I think a lot of people are getting this are these advanced child tax credit payments. Okay. Advanced child. Advanced child tax credit. So in July, you know, kind of in the middle of the pandemic, or toward the end of it, I guess. I don't, well, I don't know. Are we still in sure. it? I don't yeah. even know anymore. Yeah. Um, what happened was they started... It's a state of mind. Yeah. So they upped the child tax credit from $2,000 per child to 3000 and I think 3600 for a child five and under. Okay. But they said to help people, we're going to advance you half oh, of that right. credit yeah, over yeah. six. So let's put some math to it. If you're, if you're, if you have a, let's just say you have a child that's 10, you're going to get it and you make under a certain threshold. Yeah, and there's people that literally got checks in the mail. They get direct deposits. Yeah. So you would get, so in that example, you were, you would get a $3,000 child tax credit when you file your 2021 tax return. But they said, well, let's give you half of it starting in July, July to December. We'll give you 1500 over six months. So in that example, that's 250 a month, okay. but it's an advance. So you, when you file your tax return, you have to say, I already received some of this. You have to reconcile it. Really important. You, you won't get the, thir- the $3,000 child tax credit in that example. You'll get $1,500 because they've already given you $1,500. Right. But you have to know that number to provide to your CPA so they can reconcile that on your tax return because you could be owed more or less. So you need to understand yeah. that. And you should be getting a letter shortly in, in January about that. And then also, if you got the third stimulus payment, you need to know that again because those stimulus payments are kind of like the child tax credits where they can give you more, but they won't take back any. But the child tax credits, you can have your credits reduced. So just be on the lookout in in, in early January. But also, if you could just track what you got, that's great too. Just, hey, I got, you know, 200 bucks a month for this child for six months. 
Gotcha. That's a bit, yeah, that's a the bit one of the biggest changes for 2021 taxes going into 2022. Gotcha. Yeah. What else? Is that it? Um small, I mean this is small, but I'll kind of get into this itemized versus standard deduction concept. And the 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 punchline is if you don't itemize your deductions, meaning your charitable, your mortgage interest, your property taxes, state taxes don't exceed the deduction that the government just gives you, right. that you can still deduct $600 of charitable. So it might be a situation where you've never given your CPA charitable receipts because he knows you don't itemize your deductions. Um, and he says, well, did you give to Goodwill? Did you do this or that? Because you can at least take 600 even if you don't itemize. Yeah. So that's something that's new. Okay. Well, it was $300 last year. It's now doubled. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to end it. I mean, it sounds like you just got to – When's a good time to do all this? I mean, yeah, just, I think it's just it's kind of ongoing. I mean, I know for us, we allow people in their project management software just to upload documents all the time, and the reason we do that is is because we we want them just to forget about things. We want mm. them to just get their documents in and go. Oh, I'll just send that to Marcus. Just suit it real quick to him. Yeah, like so we want to make it easy. Um, I just yeah, I would just say just be on the lookout. January, late January is when things start kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Um, look at what you provided last year. That's always a great example of what you're generally going to be asked to provide this year. Yeah. Uh, and then trust who's you know the professional you've asked. That sometimes you don't have time to answer. I'm gonna say this in kind of funny way. You don't. They don't have time to answer every nuance about every question. Like to your point, like why I'm asking for this or that, you know, I'm, I'm more than welcome to answer those questions. But a lot of times I'm, well, not a lot of times, most I'm doing it to help you. Sure. You know, and so I think just come with that posture. Like if you've hired a CPA to do your return and you feel like they're professional, um, yeah, they could, they could be inefficient and you need to call them out on that. But if they're just asking for things or clarification, generally speaking, they're doing it to help you. Sure. And so. Um, yeah, I can't imagine there's anything a CPA loves more than surprising their client with some sort of tax savings that's got to be on the top of the list yeah it's awesome yeah yeah well i was on the other side of that the worst thing is is telling somebody like completely blindsiding them with something that they never expected so in my in in our industry we always say this expectations are everything and communication if i told you you know you were going to owe ten thousand and you owe twenty you're not very happy. Right. But if I told you you were going to owe 12 and you owe 10, you love it. Yeah. You know, so but that just gets back to, are you working with somebody throughout the year? Cause that's the kind of, if you're not yeah. the expectations where you don't know, and the provider is just your tax preparer, there's not much room where they can make a difference. The taxes are what they are. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want more information, if you need your taxes done in uh, 2022 for 2021, Maybe go Maybe. to the group. They're a little more selective uh, in who they do tax returns for. Yeah, well, I would say this, just to not you know deviate too much. If you want to work with somebody throughout the year, mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. Yeah, um, we want to work with people who want to do it better yeah. from business and personal, and so we we want to work with those people. But yeah. the one-offs don't allow us to do that. Sure. Yeah. A little clarification. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And if uh, you need more content, always go to mirror.group. There's tons of resources uh, of previous podcasts and some videos there. So check those out. And if you need to get in touch with the Mirror Group, you can do that there as well. All right. All right. See you next time. Until next time.